0: Welcome to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and staff achieve peak economic and practice efficiency so there is time and energy to focus on patient care and a happy life. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my
1: co-hosts Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. Today's episode is brought to you by Maud Med. Do your EHR and PM adapt to your style of practice? The ModMed EHR and PM do, with benefits like remembering preferences and automatically suggesting documentation and billing codes. Urologists voted ModMed the number one urology-specific EHR and PM solution available. Built by urologists with input from yours truly. Stop wasting 60 minutes and 200 for each of your open or no-show slot. Go to modmed.com slash prsnetwork. Set up an appointment with the team at ModMed Urology, and shift your urology practice into high gear. Imagine a solution on a tablet or the web that works seamlessly with revenue cycle management, analytics, telehealth, payment processing, patient engagement tools, and much more. ModMed is transforming healthcare by placing doctors and patients at the center of care.
0: Welcome to episode 120 of the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast. I'm your host Scott Painter with my co-host Mark Painter. And in this episode, we're going to continue our discussion from last week and we're going to cover the agenda for day two of our seminar, uh, the Urology Advanced Coding and Reimbursement Seminars. There's one in Las Vegas, December 2nd and 3rd, and another one in New Orleans, uh, January 27th and 28th. So we hope you can join us. You can find links to register for those seminars on the episode page, which is prsnetwork.com forward slash 120. Okay. What we're going to do is uh, roll into the agenda for day two. Talk about that and why we included the topics that we did. There are many topics we could choose from, but we've uh, selected the ones that are most important, in our opinion, based on what's going on out there uh, in in the uh, in the urology world today, so these are the ones that that we've selected, and and I think we got a good program for you. So, all right. So, rolling into the agenda on day two, uh, we're going to start off with our urology coding workshop which we're going to do real-life clinical scenarios to help you understand the coding rules. And this is one of our most popular uh, sessions uh, just because we're rolling up our sleeves and we're really uh, digging into the scenarios and and covering some of those hard topics or those hard coding topics and ones that we get the most questions on. Um, Mark, you want to share more about that?
1: Sure. So we are in the fortunate position um of being able to help a lot of folks and and really provide some guidance on difficult situations um there are i get phone calls emails visit practices and then of course we've got our urology coding forum all of which uh folks are are putting out uh or dealing with odd situations here and there. And some of them uh, are not so odd in that they may occur only infrequently, but they occur across multiple practices. So um, we're able to take uh, a lot of that information uh, and uh, design uh, scenarios that we can then use as examples so that you know, you can draw on when you, when you run up against something that that's out there. And then we also put in some of those common problems or those things that are repeat denial issues and, and, uh, those areas where we've seen a lot of audits or take backs. So we've got a lot of material to pull from. And we also would encourage any of you who are going to attend, um, to, uh, Sure. Shoot some emails in and Scott can give you an email address, but shoot us an email with any scenarios that you'd like to see covered. And of course, we'll always encourage everyone to put uh, difficult situations or areas where you'd like to get some feedback on into the PRS community. Um, so, uh, it's a, it's a, a real life, real situation, uh, coding workshop where we talk about the modifiers and the nuances and the documentation and some of the procedures and protocols that you want to consider to uh, help you deal with those so they are not, or they end up in the appropriate revenue uh, that you should get for those twists and turns. Yeah. And so we'll put
0: those uh, links to, the forum, which is the urology coding and reimbursement group uh, community, on uh, we'll put that link on the episode page, which is prsnetwork.com/120, and also we'll put the email address where you can email your scenarios if you're if you're attending the seminar, you want us to. Uh, look at your specific situation and address it, and we'll we'll take a look at what you send in and see if we can't incorporate that discussion in this part of the workshop as well. All right. Um, then uh, the the next session we're we're going to have is is kind of a continuation. It's a urology coding workshop, but we're going to f- focus more on telehealth, E and M, and new technology coding. Um, more of the same, where we uh, really look at those real life scenarios, what's going on, and try and cover those different scenarios or examples that emphasize the the points that may some of the specifics that a lot of people have questions on, and we want to make sure those get covered. Um, Mark, do you want to do you want to explain why we separated out uh, this group in our workshop?
1: Yeah so so telehealth and new technology now not everybody is leveraging uh telehealth and and certainly dealing with new technology um is which is evolving quite quickly um and how to figure out how to incorporate into that that into your practice um those are areas that we've that we we feel are important to cover i mean the telehealth side of the equation um you know we've got the PHE in place. Uh, it's it's been extended. So, and then we've got a, a a law that has been passed that extends it for 150 days after uh, the PHE ex, uh, expires. And then there's a a bill that's currently hung up in the Senate a little bit that would make uh, the PHE rules for telehealth, uh, or extend those uh, into the end of 2024. So. It's time to really strategize and implement telehealth. And then you've got the backing of both uh, both parties for telehealth as well as patients who are truly enjoying it. So we're going to talk a, a little bit here about how to actually uh, step back and then step back into telehealth with the right focus on urology. We kind of got it thrust upon us after ignoring it, and it is... Uh, really something that needs to be planned for in the future. And we'll talk about some ways to to lay that down, as well as cover some of the documentation errors and issues that we're seeing um, and, you know, put some clarification in as these rules have kind of morphed uh, since they were uh, in, in implemented with the pandemic. So, and then we're moving to new technology. It's you know it's one of the questions we constantly or one of the things we constantly see that physicians now that they're getting back out and and going to various programs and you've got uh companies and sales representatives coming in with new options and new ways to treat how do you integrate that into your practice what's the business planning that needs to be done what's the 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 day-to-day block and tackle uh type of Uh, processes you need to put in place, how do you deal with the reimbursement, how to run your pro formas. All those things are going to be important so that you can uh, adequately get the buy-in and understand where the volume needs to be for these new technologies so they actually are not uh, revenue losers uh, as you bring things into your practice.
0: All right, and then After that, we're going to have a lunch presentation where uh, Dr. John Lynn is going to moderate an open discussion on the hot issues that are happening. So, we just want to open it up and really talk about what's going on in other other settings so you can get a perspective from – or get a different perspective as you hear the questions and suggestions from other uh, urologists, coders, billers, admins – um, kind of what they're going through and what they what they've learned or or questions that they may be having. Um, Mark, this seems to be a one of the again one of the things that that the the seminar really is known for, and one of the things that that is one of the most favorite parts of that. Why is that? What's what do you
1: think? Well, you know, I I, I mean the bottom line, it's camaraderie. And, you know, to a certain degree, it's the misery loves company sort of in that, <laughs> you know, the, and, and the group think. I mean, crowdsourcing um, has its disadvantages, but it has its, it has significant advantages. Um, you know, it's all, you know, the old saying, two heads are better than one um, uh, is true. Uh, taking a look at what other people are doing and trying to see if that works in your practice, with your practice's culture, with, with your patient mix, uh, is is something that is is important. And, and one of the things I think everybody struggles with uh, is you're so wrapped up in the day-to-day and the fires and priorities that you're dealing with that oftentimes you don't have the time to sit down and think outside the box. And these discussions and this networking session uh, has built some friendships, but it has also provided some some new approaches for groups that, when they take them back and work with their team, uh, have found very helpful. So, uh, group uh, this group discussion and and you know it's really a, a an air a time in the in the program that we can circle back on things or add new topics that we. Actually, had to leave off the agenda just because of time, um, and and have those discussions and really see where people are leaning, and we can add some color as to what we've seen uh, out there as far as solutions for different groups. Because it 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 does it takes a village to raise a urology practice. That's so true. It is interesting story. We had uh, one
0: doctor share the story that. And this is a doctor that attends year after year. And he says he always picks up something that more than pays for his investment in the seminar. But he was sharing that, you know, during one of these discussions, somebody had mentioned that they had their uh, their front office or their coders and billers use two monitors. So they had two monitors for everything. and And for some reason, you know, they were stuck on the one monitor and they hadn't even considered it. But they, he took that back to his office, and that saved his staff so much time that it more than paid for the seminar. So it was just a little suggestion that he heard in one of these discussions that ended up saving that practice a ton of time, made him a lot more efficient. Just making that one implementa- implementation. So, okay, uh, the the session, the next session that we have in the afternoon of the second day is we're going to be talking about documentation, appeals and the, the basically the team sport of it all, the effective communication of the group. And and then we're going to follow that up with uh, a discussion on compliance, auditing, education and defense. Um this is so big out there, Mark. What's how are we going to tackle this in a in, in this session? Yeah,
1: so so Documentation uh, is key to everything we do, and and with the number of pre-service chart bulls or pre-adjudication chart pulls that are out there, and the activity now of the the Medicare UPICs and uh, the uh, the RACS, uh, the LCAs that are out there that can be changed a little bit quicker now than the LCDs to give coding guidance. All those things are complications in the in the revenue cycle process or in the billing and coding process, and it all starts with documentation and implementing a culture of education and of teamwork is something that we have preached uh, over and over again, and 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 it, it does feel a little bit like preaching from a bully pulpit because it <laughs> really is one of those things that. When I walk into a lot of practices, I do not see that connection. And so, what we're going to do in this session is is talk about the full circle. You know, how do you uh, deal with what you've got? Right, the documentation, uh, the co- the 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 billing that's there, the denials that are there. How to follow those processes and and how to react to uh, take back requests or you pick things all of those are going to be part of it but then we're going to wrap that in with you know what you really want to do to build that educational culture so you can prevent those items um and 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 we'll talk about it because and then, then as a key to that entire process is the communication between or among uh all of the the parties that are involved your your AR group, your clinical support people, your physicians, your pas, um, making sure that you've got that culture of learning, that culture of review and constant feedback to stay away from the punitive and the penalties and to focus on the support and the positives and the and the the real, in my opinion the real focus of any compliance program which is getting paid for everything you do in the amount that you should
0: indeed so important all right and then the uh, we're going to wrap up day 2 and wrap up the seminar with uh, diagnosis coding we're going to talk about ICD10 coding and why that's uh, being looked at a little bit more and maybe some of the codes that you need to take a second look at and and not use. And and then we're going fi- to finish up with revenue opportunities, uh, the PCMs, the CCMs, the ASCs, IODs. Um, Mark, you want to talk about those two items?
1: Sure. So, you know, we've had uh, ICD-10 in place now for a number of years. And we're starting to see uh, the payers fine-tune their utilization of ICD-10, starting to reject claims with unspecified or big general diagnoses. um, And understanding when to use those and when not to um, is important, when we need multiple codes and when we don't. Um, We'll also probably talk a little bit about opportunities that are out there for some of these uh, these, with some of these Medicare Advantage plans to do some data mining in your practice and actually get a little bit of revenue from that to help the Medicare Advantage plans. I know that's not the, uh, the goal and the first thing you think about every day, helping a Medicare Advantage plan, but, um, uh, there is some revenue to be had in, in, uh, in in exploring those options and opportunities, there really based around ICD-10 coding. So, making sure your documentation is there and how the team should approach that. Uh, in and and uh, finally, I think the big piece that I see out there, or one of the big pieces I see out there, is the active management of your diagnosis code list for your patients that so many uh, leave from visit to visit and really should not. So. Um, And so we'll talk about that. And then we've got a lot of folks that have, uh, that are diving into additional revenue sources like um, PCM and CCM, um, you know, chronic care management and primary disease care management. Um, We've got uh, different groups looking at the ambulatory surgical center and in-office dispensing and, and be able to share uh, during that time, some of the issues that people have run up against implementing those because we've got some practices that have uh, been using these uh, tools for a while. And we can uh, tap into their experiences and and share those with you as you consider uh, whether or not they're appropriate for your group. So then um, with uh, with everything that's facing you and certainly after our our Medicare annual update on the day before, um the, the the additional revenue side and you know capturing in the end the game is capturing the the Delta or the revenue differential for all the things that you do to care for your patients that right now are are leaving your practice and really uh, helping you try and st- stop giving away things um, and uh, capture all the revenue that's due to you
0: Uh, really another revenue opportunity there, which is the whole seminar trying to make that happen and make sure that there's no money left on the table. And, you know, that's those additional revenue opportunities are few and far between. But one of the most obvious without doing any more work except for learning and paying attention and learning these concepts is improving your coding, billing and efficiencies. You're already spending the time. You're already doing the work. Make sure you're getting paid for everything you're doing and you mark you can speak to this better than anybody out there there is
1: a lot of room for improvement right there's always room for improvement with every group um and it is a uh, it is an imp- important thing to be on the constant improvement train uh and you know when we see practices i've that, you know, I've, we've had some practices bump their revenue by twenty, others in the five to ten percent range. So, which is more average? And then there's other groups that it's it's only a couple of percentage points. But as when you look at that, that is that is all adding to the net because your costs for a lot of these things are uh, not as great as the income that's that's available on the other side, Um, but it's all about making sure that you do things correctly uh, and make sure that your management and your team is there and we can give you the ideas and the playbooks on how to get there. Um, It does take work um, to implement these things and good leadership to implement these. And then of course, you've got your day-to-day, so trying to prioritize what's the most important next step uh, so that you can eat this elephant one bite at a time. Indeed. All
0: right, that's uh, that's the the preview of day two's agenda, and uh, what we covered in these last two episodes were the the agenda and what we have identified as important for uh, next year or 2022-2023. End of 2022 and on into 2023, what you need to pay attention to and how to best make sure that you do capture everything that you – every service you provide and get paid accurately for those services. Um, All right. um, I'll remind you that if you go to the episode page, prsnetwork.com forward slash 120, that there are links there for signing up for the seminar, which is in Las Vegas in December, December 2nd and 3rd, and New Orleans, January 27th and 28th. So we do encourage you to join us. Um, you you know, all the information is out there. It's available um, in what we're talking about in various ways, but we've put it all together in a way that we can deliver it and and make it understandable. So hopefully you'll join us We do encourage it. Uh, It's a great time. All right. With that, we'll end this episode here. Any final thoughts,
1: Mark? Nope. Just hope to see everybody there. All right.
0: Well, take us out, Mark.
1: Happy coding.
0: Thank you for listening to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and their staff maximize income and efficiencies so there's time and energy for patient care and a happy life. Special thanks to Carl Painter for the music today. You can find his music on Spotify under his record label, The Juicery.